This podcast contains adult content. Some of the themes or topics may include information on murder, kidnapping, torture, dismemberment, maybe some demonic content with information on positions and paranormal activity. This podcast will also include explicit, horrible, and foul, socially unacceptable, totally uninhibited, adult themes language. So if you're easily offended, if you're easily triggered, then I highly suggest you turn this off now. And if not, just keep in mind, parental discretion is advised. All right. For those of you who are not aware, this is my second time interviewing Terry Hobbs. I interviewed him was, I think, two or three years ago. So if you're sitting here thinking I'm not asking the questions that you think I should be asking, you know, maybe go listen to the first interview. This one is primarily to discuss the new or lost evidence that was supposedly found back in December, I believe it was, of 2021. And then we also discuss the upcoming panel at CrimeCon. So it's not a long interview. It's pretty brief. Me and Terry have kept in contact since the last interview, and we discuss a lot of of stuff back and forth off record. But I wanted to get some of his thoughts on what was going on with the DNA testing and just what he thinks of CrimeCon and all the whole panel and all that kind of shit. So take a listen. Well, welcome to Mysterious Circumstances Podcast, and I am joined by Terry Hobbs again for another interview. And Terry, you've been all over social media and the news here recently because of CrimeCon, and I'm sure we'll get to that here in a little bit. But as we all know, there was some lost evidence that was found you know, a few months back and stuff like that guess we'll jump right in and I was going to ask your thoughts about when they found it and what your first reaction was and then how you feel about Damien pushing for the DNA evidence of that particular stuff that they that they found. Okay well uh, good morning and thank you for having me. I always like having you on Terry me and you usually have good conversations. We have good conversations, man. Well, I'll tell you like I tell everybody else. I would tell you the truth. I would tell you how I feel about something. I would tell you if it's right or wrong. Now, when you ask me how, how I feel about, you know, the new evidence being found, this evidence has never been lost. What people are seeing is some games that the Echoes Bunch plays. When the, it come out that the evidence was lost or burnt in a fire you know to me i'm thinking yeah i'm thinking i watch this too i'm thinking that the police department is tired of messing with these people so you know they probably told them that just to hopefully they would just ride off in the wind and go drown in the ocean or something you know but you know that didn't happen Mm -hmm. so here they drive down there you know and walk in and there it is well it's been there the whole time you know, and it's documented and it's it's well kept, like they say. So, big deal. 
you know, it, they found it, well, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's no smoking gun. It's been there the whole time. And as far as what do I feel about Eccles pushing for new evidence testing, I have a little issue with that. You want to test mm-hmm. only a pair of shoelaces, you know, uh, or ligature, you know, and why don't they test all of them? You know, if it's a money issue, yeah. if it's a money issue, that's on them. You know, they're the one, you know, pushing this issue. You know, but if you're going to test something, test it all. You know, don't test something that yeah. you think that, or you, that Eccles knows that he probably didn't touch. Yeah, that is really valid point. Test all of it. Exactly. And to be honest, I'm not, I don't, I don't know why. He would have to pay for it. I'm guessing it's because when the Alfred plea came into play, the case was officially closed from what I understand. I could be wrong. I'm not a lawyer or anything, but... It is closed. Yeah, that's what I was figuring. And when uh, CrimeCon keeps promoting it as a cold case, and I keep seeing that everywhere, and it's like cold case panel, da-da-da-da-da, and I'm like... I didn't realize it was a cold case. I was pretty sure that it was closed, but, you know, I know CrimeCon has to sell tickets and everything like that. That brings us to, you got invited to CrimeCon, because <laughs> I remember our conversation a few months back about all that, and what did you think when you got invited to CrimeCon? Did you even know what it was? Never heard of it, but when I did get invited I kind of felt it's not any different to me, except it's probably a larger venue than your media platform. Yes. I, at the time, I, I looked at it and I started looking up CrimeCon to see what it was about. And I did some research on it. And, and it's, it's a media platform, you know, that's just as biased as any other media platform, but it's on a bigger scale. Agreed. Yeah, I felt like after the invite, I got to thinking about it. And so I started checking around and talking to different folks. And I felt like this was an ambush. You know, if I would have went out there, I kind of felt like I was going to be walking into a den of wolves or den of lions. And I was probably right. Now, as far as the case being a cold case, it's not a cold case. Now, if the panel or whoever you know, is affiliated with CrimeCon, calls it a cold case, that does not make it so. This case has been closed when they let them boys out of prison. And they announced it all over the airwaves, and it's closed. It's closed today. I think there's a a different avenue that the Eccles bunch has to go, has to travel, other than just walking in the courtroom and saying, we would like to have this evidence tested. No, that's not how it works. That's how they're playing it, but I don't believe that's how it works. I don't think it is either, and you had brought up that good point earlier about testing all of the evidence for DNA, not just particular items that were found. I don't think that'd do much good, and like I always tell people, I've had this conversation so many times with people, and I'm good friends with George Jared, and I highly respect the man. We are both members of the Case Breakers. He's a brilliant guy, so I have nothing but respect for him. But me and him, 
we were talking one day about this, uh, you know, the West Memphis three and stuff and, and the DNA and the hair. And I'm like, dude, every time my kids leave my house, I can guarantee you they have my DNA or some form of hair all over them, whether it's on their shoestrings, whether it's on their coats, you know, their clothes. If I have to put on their shoes, you can guarantee it's on there somewhere. You know, I mean, they're older now. I don't have to put their shoes on, but the two major points that they always bring up is, is the DNA in the hair that was found, you know, in the knot. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. That's understandable. But at the same time, they don't bring up other evidence that was found at the scene. Usually people ignore that because they've got the tunnel vision or they've watched me and you actually talked about this the other day. They watch a documentary that was made for one sole purpose and is super biased and then they think they know everything about the case they've never read the trial transcripts they've never gone deep into it and that really bothers me a lot and i know you're the focal point for the panel at CrimeCon, and george is on that panel along with a few other people I know what they're going to do. They they shortened it from two hours to an hour. I don't know why they took that other hour out, but you did an interview recently, and supposedly they're going to play that video, and then they're going to analyze it and break it down. And it makes me feel like, first of all, they're not going to have anybody on the other side of the table arguing the counterpoints. They're probably going to take a lot of shit you said out of context. You're in a situation where it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. No matter what you say, people can take it out of context. They can analyze it. But if you don't say anything, then people come out and say that that's an admission of guilt as well. So I guess, how do you see that turning out at CrimeCon when they are doing this panel and and playing your latest interview? Well, I have to say this. First, George was my moderator for that prime con Mm -hmm. interview. Now, if he sits on the panel and debunks anything that was said, you know, and and that's kind of would kind of define George in my view. That's totally fair. So, you know, just because they say this and this, I told the truth in my interview and I would gladly Mm -hmm. stand up and say, I have told the truth for 29 years and I will continue telling the truth whenever I'm asked about it. As far as if I care what that panel says about me, I don't. It's not going to no, stop me. I didn't me. think you did. <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't. It's not going to stop me. It's not going to change the case. It's not going to prove anything. But it definitely shines a defining point or a defining light on their characters. You know, it's not going to change mm-hmm. me. I am who I am, and I'm a damn good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's one of those things, you know. It's after a couple documentaries came out, or somebody did a podcast series. Everybody thinks they know everything about the case based on the information that they were fed, and they never take the time to actually do a deep dive and look into all the counterpoints. And then the court right. of a public opinion, you know, court of public opinion, you're guilty. Once people have that, yeah. Let me say something here. Yeah. You would not believe the messages I get where people tell me, I've just watched a documentary and, you know, all three of them, all five of them, however many there are, there's several, and they just lay into me like you wouldn't believe. 
called me name, some of the ungodliest names I've ever heard of. And, you know, there's times when I, I tried to explain, you know, and you drew a conclusion on a documentary. And, well, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll, I'll ask them. I'll say, you know, why don't you look at some evidence? Why don't you look at some facts? And I'll point them to, you know, the fact board on Facebook. I say, go in there and talk to these folks. These guys will lay it on the line for you, you know. And some of them has come back and some of them has apologized for how they, you know, started off talking to me. And, you know, but I do. I seriously get lots of people who say, I watch the documentaries and you are this, 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 and just go down the line. And I'm just... You know, I'm really just amazed at how easily people are persuaded by what I call a docudrama. You know, that's yeah. all they were created to be. Agreed. And I, I'm the same way with documentaries because usually a documentary is made to push a specific narrative. It's not there to be objective. It's not there to give you all the information. They're making a documentary for a sole purpose and they're trying to prove that, whatever they're trying to prove. And that's right. why a lot of times I have a big big problem with, with that kind of stuff. Because I'm, I'm a huge John Dillinger aficionado and they're making a documentary about him and how he supposedly didn't die at the biograph and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's great. You know, it's an independently funded documentary, but you're also not going to get all the counter arguments. They're going to leave all that shit out to try to convince you of one thing or another. And I can't, I can't stand that shit to be honest with you. And I don't know. That's why a lot of times I, you know, I get, I get a lot of shit for having you on. It's like, I can't believe you're giving him a platform. And it's like, well, why, why wouldn't I, you know, he's never been arrested or charged with anything, you know, in, in 29 years, the case is officially closed, you know, why wouldn't I, but people always have something to say anyway. And it's, I don't know, it's aggravating, but in regards to the crime con thing though, I will say this again, I absolutely do. I love George Jared and, um, he does Great work. Very intelligent man. So I have nothing but respect for him. The other people on the panel, I, I'm not even gonna, not even gonna speak on them because really don't, you know, don't know. <laughs> Me and you have had some conversations about that stuff. So <laughs> if I knew who some of them were, I would say something about them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can guarantee, you know, at least one other guy on that panel, Terry. Oh, I probably do. And if it's my boy, Bob Ruff, the crime dog. <laughs> yeah, it is. I just, it I is. Love, hey, I love Brother Bob. I mean, he is <laughs> he's theatrical and he puts on some good shows. Yeah, he does, man. <laughs> Speaking of which, you got a what's up with this YouTube thing you got coming up? Well, I've been invited to sit on a panel on YouTube and discuss. We haven't really laid out the groundwork yet but uh you know they sent me a list of people on the panel and my boy bob the crime dog rough rough <laughs> is gonna be on this panel <laughs> oh, man. i can't wait i can't oh. wait they want to know some of my input on this and i you know i've i've seen some of the other people on the panel and i know some of them now i'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gonna say this Bob Ruff is a target to the panel. 
Okay. Just like I'm a target in Barbara size. Okay. Okay. So now to be fair, I ask, you know, the administrator to make it known to everyone that we don't have a target here. You know, I could hate on Bob Ruff and he could hate on me and, and all the other panel could jump on him. You know, to me, that's not a fair, that it's not a professional panel. And if you're going to do a panel, do it on a professional level. You know, don't pick yeah. and all this. And I will say, I'm not sure if I'm going to continue this panel. If it leads to the picking, the, the name calling by certain yeah. people, I'm not going to be a part of that. Yeah. I do have a life I enjoy. And the West Memphis three case is just something that I've been drug into 29 years ago in May. And just like yeah. the rest of us, you know, the rest of the victims' families, no one asked for this. It's just we was kind of drug into it. You know, and it's kind of yeah. sad. It's kind of yeah. sad to see that 29 years later, with a case closed, people treat it like it's still alive. And it's, it's a closed case. So to me, the games that's being played by the Eccles bunch is just a bunch of games. I agree with you. If you are going to do a panel or have an open discussion, that really shouldn't result to, you know, the name calling and everything like that. It should be an open, objective, professional conversation. And unfortunately, especially nowadays, for some odd reason in true crime, it's become more of an emotional thing as opposed to a logical thing. It's the world we live in now, and you've already been deemed guilty in the court of public opinion, so people already have this preconceived notion you know, they know everything about everything, and they, they saw this documentary or whatever, like you had said. You know, it's like, hey, take the time, go, you know, read some stuff about it. Don't just watch a couple documentaries and think you know everything about everything. Right here's an article out of the paper back in. Is that recent? No, this was when my name first came out in 2007. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The West Memphis Police Department put an article in the newspaper, the commercial film newspaper, and tried to tell everybody back then, because Ron Lax was on a mission of smearing and spreading rumors and gossip and junk about my name, about me, that was no more true than nothing. Well, the West Memphis Police Department stepped up and put an article in the paper and told him back then, you know, that Hobbs was not a suspect in 1993. And he's not one today as the attacks are launched against him. You know, I got that article, still have it, mm -hmm. on top of many, many more articles. You know, but, you know, when people read this, no one cares. You know, it's not about, and you know what gets me? It doesn't matter what we say or what anybody from this side and it just kind of makes me wonder why there's not more people out here from the this side of the case that's just not stepped up and you know try to put people in their place but i'm just amazed by it, it doesn't matter what we say that no one cares about that everything seems to revolve around what they say the other side yeah on this side of it, we don't care what they got to say. 
I can imagine a lot of those people don't step up because they don't want that attention. They see what you go through and they're like, I don't want to deal with that shit. No way, man. (laughs) So they just keep quiet, stay down and everything like that. I don't know. And I'm not looking for an attention, you know. Yeah, I just like sure. for, you know, let the courts deal with what they had to do with. This is not my fight. You know, this is a fight that Eccles picked with the courts. Yeah. And hopefully the courts will put them in place, you know, coming up here in June the 23rd yeah. in Marion. And hopefully they'll put them in place and destroy that evidence. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out it really will because the burden of proof the burden of proof isn't on your side of the fence the burden of proof is on their side of the fence because they're trying to prove their innocence and get exonerated still but yeah i hope again that they decide to if they want to test every single thing as opposed to just nitpicking what they want to test which would be ridiculous i think uh, I don't think they're going to see that they get, you know, the evidence that they want. Be fair about it. There's a necklace that's got our son's blood on it that belonged to Damien Eccles that I guess he wore it that night. You know, and, and so if you're going to be fair and do this right, test it all. Yeah. You know, shut yeah, these guys up for good. Yeah. yeah. Shut them up for good. The other guys don't seem as, as outspoken as eccles does though and i mean i've never personally talked to the guy so i don't i don't know i just know that every time i see it he's he's the main front runner for everything and seems like the other guys just kind of keep to themselves for the most part well just this past week jason baldwin and mara leverett were in benton arkansas at a library Mm -hmm. and promoting whatever they're promoting yeah you know, it, it's about our case. Oh, you know, yeah. So, yeah, I'm not sure how Baldwin feels about the ligatures only being tested. To me, it's kind of like Echoes is trying to throw him under the bus. Well, I know, heard he was supposed to be on that CrimeCon panel, and I guess he backed out of it here recently. I'm not sure. I didn't see his name Baldwin. on the promotion anymore. Well, I, I can't confirm yeah. that 100%, but... I'm I'm thinking he might have backed out of it. And I'm just wondering if that's why they won me out there so I could come face to face with them. I honestly I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it and I mean back in I think it was February when me and you were talking about it. I I agreed with you. You're walking into the lions den, man. <laughs> there's there's going to be nobody there that agrees with you on anything and no matter what you say, they're just gonna they're gonna pick it apart and not listen because that's just how it is, unfortunately, at CrimeCon for the most part. And like you said, CrimeCon is just a huge media thing. You know, they're just trying to get big names to sell tickets. And if they can have like a Jerry Springer type scenario, <laughs> you know, that's gonna sell tickets, Terry. Well, maybe I need to go. <laughs> 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 you never know, I'm man. not over the hill yet. <laughs> Jerry Springer is pretty exciting. <laughs> oh, I know. A crime card would be, too, with a good old throwdown. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, Terry, I'll go ahead and let you finish off your, your good Friday. And I really appreciate you coming on and talking to me again. Well, sure. 
you know, and Justin, I appreciate the chance to get to, and, you know, and I hope that you get some good feedback off of this, you know, because we're not the bad side like everybody thinks we are. You know, we're good Southern folks that just enjoy our life, and we've had to put up with so much. Yeah, I, I'm just a curious person, and there's not too many people who will just let you speak openly about some stuff, you know, without arguing with you or accusing you of anything. And I don't know, that's kind of my whole deal. That's why I appreciate you coming on a lot. When we even started, before we even started recording, I said, hey, you know, I'm going to ask you a couple questions about the DNA and the new evidence. And you, you straight up said, ask me anything you want, man. Ask sure. me anything and you I, want. That's just how I am. I'll, I'll tell anybody the truth. And I have for 29 years. And that side of it, don't believe it. But, you know, I still do what I do. Agreed. And um, I hope you enjoy your weekend and have a good Easter, man. Well, I am. And you do the same. Well, all thank right. You for, <laughs> thank you for having me, Justin. Go have you a good day and a good weekend. All right. Talk to you later. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.